Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ah, Dan, hello there. How are we doing? I'm really well, thanks. Marvellous. What brings you in on this fine afternoon? Just, whoa. Whoa. What was that noise? Just thought I'd I'd knock a load of box of pens over. What was it? Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, the box of pens. I mean, I have been collecting those for charity. Yep. The Count the Pens competition is very, (laughs) always very popular with the kids. I just thought I'd walk in and swipe it off the... Off the uh, bar onto the floor. Is that because you saw a kid actually physically count them and you wanted to make it more of an even competition? Yes. I thought yeah. it might be. Shall I uh, tell you about the time I cheated in a competition like that when I was a kid? Uh, Briefly? Yeah. It's not pub chat, but I could tell you. T- tell me. Okay, so you know those um, jar of sweets uh, 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 games that you get at sort of school fates and stuff. So how many yeah, sweets are in this, this what jar? what we've just been talking about. Yeah. 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 And... Um, and uh, my friend at the time was, uh, well, I think we must have been about, I think we were both about t- nine or ten. And she was in charge of walking around with it and, and you know, charging a bit of money and getting other younger kids to guess and stuff like that. Anyway, we're walking around and I said, oh, do you know, do you know how many are in there? Did your mum tell you? And she went, oh, yeah, she did. I said, oh, go on, tell me. So she told me, it was like 112, whatever it was. And then uh, I started speaking to my friend. I said, oh, I know how many it is but we can't guess, it's going to be really obvious. And I said, I know what we can do. Why don't we tell my sister how many there are and then my sister can guess? Because she hasn't told my sister. Wow. It's the perfect crime. So my sister went up, made the guess. (laughs) Then when they announced it, the head teacher went, oh, and we've had an exact guess of the (laughs) correct number of sweets in the jar. We were like, yes. We took them home. Then later that evening, the mum of my friend uh, phoned my mum and said that uh, we think there was there was cheating Foul going on play. there, and they took took the jar of sweets away. And rightly so. Do you think so? I thought we were. I thought. Yeah. I thought we were quite clever. You um secured a few PPE contracts the other year, didn't you? As well. <laughs> I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did. That's fine. That's fine. How's your week been? <laughs> very good, thanks. Yeah, very good. Just back from Hamburg. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. God, that that always means take it away, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So, as we, as we've discussed uh, in the last week or two, off to Hamburg, went to, to visit some uh, Danish friends of mine. They they all went by coach from Denmark. Brave of them. Uh, how uh, was that? About four or five hours. Okay, I was going to say yeah, that's, uh, that seems really bad. But then you look at the map, you think of the map, and it's yeah, actually not that bad. It's at not all. that far. Um, 
So we were, our idea was we we're going to go and watch St. Pauli play, who are mm. doing very well in the uh, second division of the Bundesliga, Bundesliga B, is it? I don't know. Maybe. Um, but we couldn't get tickets, sadly. <laughs> so on, they were playing on the Friday night and we met... Uh, and we arranged to meet at a pub. It was really cool, actually. I, we came out. I came out the uh, U-Bahn, and I could. I was had a few delays, so I was slightly late, and the match was just starting. But as you come out of the U-Bahn, the stadium was on my left, and I could kind of hear oh. the noise from the stadium. And then I walked down a little bit further and on the right. I saw the bar that we were going to meet up in called Knust, K-N-U-S-T. Language. Yeah. Yep. Good. And outside, they had a massive screen, and about I guess about hundred people watching it outside the bar and then I went in friends were all in there and they had another big screen and lines of uh, benches almost like sort of a mini uh, terracing and uh, we watched the game in there that was a really nice pub really friendly wasn't it was full and lively but it wasn't too packed like didn't have to wait long to get drinks and was it a St. Pauli pub especially yeah I think they it's it's a pub and but it's also a music venue they're kind of a music uh, venue in the back and then but then when St. Pauli are playing I think they and because at the moment they're so it's so popular, I think it's quite difficult to get tickets. So yeah. it's almost like an overflow. Right. Um, so that was really good. It was a really nice, really good pub that. Yep. Really enjoyed that. And then off we went into Hamburg and uh, we had, had a bit of dinner. Then we felt that of being Danish, they kept saying they wanted to find a cozy pub, okay. i.e. Hygge. 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 Yeah. And we found a really nice pub. Uh, and we stayed in there, played a bit of football. Do you remember the name I can't remember the name because no, I, was quite, fair enough. I was quite drunk by that point. Yeah. Uh, played a bit of football. Uh, we started pretending it was my birthday and they were singing happy birthday to me and, and the rest of the pub kind of joined in, which was weird, mm-hmm. but nice. nice. Yeah. It felt nice. I felt popular. <laughs> and then, so we had, so we had really, that was a really nice pub. And then here's the sort of the, the major story of the weekend <laughs> was we went back to where we were staying and just across from our Airbnb was a bar called Hadley's. Right. And three people said, oh, I've had enough now. We, we're going to go to bed. Ahead. Yeah. And, and me how many and, left? Sorry? How many are left? You and? Me and Nikolai. Nikolai. Nikolai was a, um, got some fame as an actor in Denmark. Oh. He was in Thomas Vinterberg's The Hunt. Okay. And uh, he was in an episode of The Killing once. Wow. He got murdered. Yeah. Oh. First episode of series two, I think. Um, How do you know these people? So I met Chris when I was 17, Christopher. Um, I went on a, um, it was called a European Youth Conference in Berlin. Wow. (laughs) And uh, we just had a week where we were doing presentations to people from Denmark and Germany and England and Poland. And it's a strange time. It was all quite pro-European. And we just, teachers just sort of left us alone and we made friends and me and Chris were obsessed with football. Um, and so we became very good friends. And we've been friends ever since. So it's actually it was actually this weekend. I think it was the thirtieth anniversary of when we first oh, first wow. met, which is very sweet. Lovely, that isn't it? Travel, yeah, that you make friends. It's around really the world good. And that. Yeah. Anyway, and, carry on. And we've been through you know marriage and child, children, and all kinds of things. Um, separately. So separately. So me and Nikolai, uh, who was a friend of Christopher's, I think they were at university together, uh, and I've known him for a while. We went to Hadley's. And we walked in, and uh, next week there's a Patreon out where we're talking to a professor of pubs, mm. which is a really good listen. Look out for that. Yep. Patreon subscribers. And we were talking to her. This is not any uh, spoilers. We were talking to her a little bit about what makes a pub 
great. When you first walk in, what is that feel of a pub? What yeah. And what makes you feel welcome? And I was thinking about this when we walked in because within 30 seconds, we were deep in conversation with the owner of the pub, Tina, who was a really lovely woman. And she just welcomed us in. And we bearing in mind that we walked in there off about 1.30 in the morning and we must have been fairly drunk, I think. But she just welcomed us in, chatted to us, asked where we were from, what we were doing there. And she was telling us about her life and, and the bar that she'd had, which she's been there for about 27 uh, years, I think. And um, she she'd, uh, uh, had started a huge jazz festival in Hamburg. Um, and, uh, and that's been sort of been a huge success, but she's sort of focusing a bit more on the bar now. Really, really lovely woman. And so then she brought us, she brought some wine recommendations sort of some uh, organic wines, orange wines. And I wanted something a bit shorter. So she brought me a, uh, it was a pine schnapps. So it tasted like a pine tree. Like a pine tree, yeah. I can, I can get that. I can get yeah. some beers that are quite piney and yes. taste, aren't they? Yeah. And that was really, really nice. So we sat there. It was really cosy. It had just this friendliest vibe that you could ever want to have from a pub or a bar. Yeah. And um, we're sitting there and she said to us, um, all right, so, you know, are you here for the weekend? And, and uh, I said, well, my Danish friends are all going back on Sunday, but I was... I won't go into the reasons why, but it's to do with train travel, which got cancelled and blah, blah, blah. But I wasn't going back till Monday. So I said, uh, and we said, oh, do you serve food? She said, oh, yeah, we do. And I said, oh, great. I'll come in here for my dinner on Sunday evening. And she went, oh, no, we're closed on Sunday. Ah. I was like, oh. And she went, oh, don't worry. I've got some friends and family coming around. Come around around for dinner. No, she didn't. Yeah. Did you? (laughs) So hang on. So I was like, okay, okay, I don't. You're just being nice, didn't? You know, I was, but she took my phone number and my email, and then uh, the next day we went out uh, uh, drinking and watching football and went did bar hopping around Hamburg, uh, a lot of sports bars and just chatting. It's really lovely. And at the end, me and Nikolai said to the others, "Right, come on, we've got to go to Hadley's at the end of the evening again." Yeah. So we went back. She was there again. She welcomed us all in. She was like, introduced. These are the guys I was telling you about from last night, you know, and like so bar stuff. We're going, hey, how's it going? It was just like you know, just super friendly and we just got a corner table and we sat there chatting and again she came and was like uh showing Nikolai different wines and I had some more of the pine schnapps and and then she was sort of leaving and she just she just came up to me and just said you know Daniel I really mean it you know come around for dinner tomorrow night it's friends and family you know I'm not just saying it come around so all the guys were saying you've got to go so uh, I was like, well, I'm not doing anything else. So, yeah, so Sunday night, I sort of went. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. What was it like? So, it was incredible. I, I, I was like, well, I don't really know what to do. And I thought, well, I can't take a bottle of wine because it's, you know, she's a wine expert. What am I going to buy from the off-license? Yeah. So the first night I'd gone in, I'd, I said, oh, have you got a cognac? And she said, she said no. So uh, she said, no, I was really drinking it, so we haven't got any. So I went and bought a nice bottle of cognac and brought that because I thought oh, at least yeah. she hasn't got it. And um, yeah, so I went in and sort of knocked shyly on the door, and it was like three generations, uh, four generations of family there. I think it was about twenty odd people, and uh, neighbours and friends, and um, and her husband is Austrian, and he runs a jazz festival in in Austria, and he was uh, he was over, and he was doing this Austrian cooking. Fortunately, Tina's daughter Hadley 
was also veggie and so was her partner right. so there was good veggie options for me or i mean i say the good. bar's called hadley's yeah it must be yeah she sort of yeah. she just sort of casually went to my daughter Hadley. yeah i'm not quite sure which yeah and he just her husband just cooked up this fantastic austrian meal it was really nice it was a bit sort of i, I don't know how to describe it, a sort of stuffingy type of food and it was um yeah just herby and delicious and there was salads and, and wine and just made me feel incredibly welcome and you know half the table just having to have all their conversations in english for me that's um, incredible it was amazing and so hadley's if anyone goes to whereabouts is it hamburg, in, in hamburg the nearest uh u-bahn station is schlump 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 you just send her this thing yes yeah. no we've already agreed we're going to do that so we, so she's she's got a weekly newsletter Oh, nice. And I think she's going to put it out, so hopefully we might get some more listeners in Germany as well. That'd so, be good. Yeah. Come massive in Hamburg. Yeah, like the yeah. Beatles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> One of the many similarities. Yeah. And it used to be a Beatles. big music venue and a big uh, venue for sort of artists and uh, actors, apparently, in um, uh, someone was telling me there. But it's been there a long time, and yeah, in fact, it's just a really... She was really flattered when I said... Oh, it's a really nice pub. I mean, it's a bar, but she's really flattered that I called it a pub. Oh. Um, so, uh, Germany's like that for like actors and creative people, and that it just feels like a really not. It's not what we, as I've said, we've said this before. It's not what we were taught in the eighties. Germany was like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, what we were told Germany was like was this full of really boring people. It's full of the coolest people. Yeah, but I remember being in a bar. Maybe I was with. I might be with you, I think, actually, possibly, with um, in Berlin. And we were in a bar and we met that guy who used to be in a grunge band. Oh, we, yes. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. I think so it was Andy's... And, uh, yeah. Um, stag do. Yeah. And we, we were there and just got chatting to this guy at the bar. And he'd lived in this area of, of Berlin. I think it's like Kreuzberg, whatever it is. I don't know how you say it. He'd lived in that area for years. And he used to be in a grunge band that had supported Nirvana in the past oh wow and he was I remember him saying to me because he, he'd lived right near the Berlin Wall mm. but lived there when the Berlin Wall was still operational and he said it was the really cheap place to live because no one wanted to be next to a wall with with, with guns and stuff <laughs> yeah. on it yeah, something yeah. like that but then when it came down it's like the centre of Berlin. Oh, right. So suddenly it became like the most desirable yeah. place. So for him, he said it was an absolute result. That's incredible. Because suddenly everyone wanted to live in the middle yeah. of... So it's like suddenly they're becoming a new Mayfair or yeah, something yeah. like that. And and and, and the, that's what, what happened. But he said, I said, was it amazing when the walk came in? He went, he went, he said, oh, to be honest, I was 18. I was on my way to band practice. And they, it was just go down. And we, and we just, just some, some, someone was knocking through it. Some guy just stuck his head through from his But then we went... All right, mate, you're right. And he went, yeah, cool. And then just carried on. Because he said, if you're in West Berlin, you could go to East Berlin. Right. So you couldn't go the other way. But he, yeah. he'd been for nights out in East Berlin. Okay. Because you could go in and out like that. It was just the other way around that you couldn't do. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah. Fascinating. That's yeah. brilliant. No, it was amazing. It's, um, you know, and I thought about you going, you going to Germany earlier this year and not having cash to buy the beer and the, Stuttgart, yeah, yeah, just and the landlady just saying, "No, it's all right. We'll buy you this one." You know, and it's amazing to have a sort of similar experience at a at a bar, just being just incredibly welcoming and just making you feel so comfortable and relaxed. It's yeah. a great country, Germany. Yeah, yeah, really, really like it. Um, I've not done. Loads of pubbing. Okay. This week. I've done a little bit. I've just done a few general Norwich pubs. 
murderers, the drawing Classic. rooms. Yeah, I think it's called, which used to be the birdcage, and I can't remember what it was before that. The garnet, which is by the market. So just a, f- a few of those. Um, but what I did do, I've continued my journey, my odyssey, if you will, mm. into alcohol-free beer. Because we've been talking about this a lot recently. Yes. No and low alcohol beer. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to do a video for my YouTube channel. It's not out. It won't be out till December, early December, where I taste alcohol-free beer and rate, oh, and rate nice. and see which ones are the best. So I dropped ninety quid on on beers, alcohol-free beers from um, online. Just got them delivered. They've they've turned up. I had them yet. But I thought I want to get some information about. I want to learn a bit more about it because I've got a, a basic knowledge from here. So I just emailed Big Trop. Oh, okay. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. We um, talked about them on Tim Lovejoy's. Yeah, we talked about Tim Lovejoy's thing, one of the leading yeah. alcohol-free Big fan. brewers, and just said, can I chat to someone about this? Just film someone chatting to him. So yesterday, I went down to Ipswich and had a lunchtime beer with oh, nice. um, their founder, Rob Fink. It was lovely. He just talked through non-alcoholic beer and how it works. Oh, brilliant. All that sort of stuff. So really interesting. Yeah. So there's loads of... Uh, should I give you my the, the take, key takeaways? Yes, go on, yeah. Different ways of doing uh, non-alcoholic beers. Yep. About, I think he said about four different ways. No and low alcohol beers. Um, he said uh, you can either like brew it and then remove yes. the alcohol through the um, osmosis, reverse osmosis, I think, something like that, or another technique. There's two techniques of that. Um, I know some kind of filtration process that I read yeah, about. Lucky, lucky Saint yeah. do, I think. Yeah, that's it. Or you can do it where you um, put the start the brewing, but then you stop it before the, it has chance to make alcohol. But then you just end up with like the the wort, which is like not very beery and tasty. Okay. But what they do is they brew it to strength, so they brew it they brew it as a 0.5 percent beer. Okay. In answer to the question, a lot of people ask about is 0.5% beer, is that still alcohol in that? He said, you can't, you can't get drunk on yeah. it. Yeah, I saw it something like if you have a really ripe banana, it's 0.5%. Yeah, that's what everyone says, I think. Yeah. He says there's a competitive eater guy in America who tried to get drunk on 0.5% beer. And he said, you can watch the video. So he tried to get over the drink drive limit. And he says he's drinking like... And it's, it's dangerous. Like he's, he says, don't yeah. do this at home. I'm a professional sort of thing. But he drank <laughs> so much, so much of this beer. So what he calculated to get to it, yeah. did a breathalyzer at zero. Yeah. So you basically, your body processes it quicker than you can drink yes. it, essentially, um, is how it works. Um, he says 80% of the people who drink their beer, I think he said, was... Um, do drink alcohol as well so it's not just a thing for people who've given up well that's what we've been talking about isn't it yeah. on, in hamburg we, we were in one bar and me and christopher had a a paulina low alcohol one which sort of mixed cloudy lemonade and not not at not in the pub but you know that's how they how yeah. they brew it and it was like a really refreshing lemony kind of beer quite difficult to describe it was like two and a half percent it was nice where we were but you think if this had been in the summer this would be just a really yeah. delicious drink to have in the yeah. summer months so yeah we just yeah exactly as we went away we just sort of went oh we've had you know it's four o'clock we've already had three pints let's have, let's have something yeah. a bit lighter tag, tag me in tag yeah. me in so yeah so really fascinating chat and i'm looking forward to tasting loads of non-alcoholic beers and for a video great stuff look yeah. forward to that wonderful stuff Cool fact, 
A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, I've noticed over your shoulder, the pub notice board is is bustling with activity. Could you just um, grab a letter down and read it? Shall I rip one down? Missive. Um, This is from Max. He says, good morning, gents. Off the back of last week's question about the most expensive drink you'd had at a pub or a drinks vendor. Um, (laughs) Did he say vendor like that? He did. Exactly. It's exactly how he said it. Uh, My mind went to the best value drink I'd ever had. So we asked for... What's the most expensive drink you ever had? And he's he's written in with something else. But but that's fine. That's isn't fine. It? That's that's what I like Whatever about you, our listeners. Yep. They're not like sheep. No, they're not sheep. We just do what no. we say. They just do whatever they bloody well like irrelevant (laughs) of our requests yeah yeah and more more power to them yeah exactly he said i'll be very interested to hear yours and your listeners best value drink so for me i think a lot of the value is to do with the location and context but perhaps for others it's simply a case of a great surprisingly cheap pint dan actually reminded me of my best value drink as it hailed from milan because i was saying about an expensive cocktail Mm. i had in the in Milan. My partner and I had taken a summer trip around Europe and were exploring Milan. We'd taken a walk up to the city walls and castle in the north, notably on the hottest day of the year. After halving our body weight in 40 degree heat, we, sum- we summited the, in hindsight, minimal hill. Desperate for a drink, we wandered over to the ice cream truck, which to our absolute delight was serving Aperol Spritz. <laughs> for the total <coughs> price of five euros, and this was only two years ago, we were served two half pint plastic cups of this liquid gold, and it really was. Perhaps it was the heat skewing our taste buds, but it really was one of the best drinks I've ever had, and for two and a half euros each. As I say, I'd be very intrigued to hear your best value drinks, gents. Robbie, Carver Bar springs to mind. Mm. Look forward to hearing your stories. All the best, Max. Wonderful. I'll kick this off then. Yeah. Um, Carver Bar is great. It's a bar in, in Barcelona. It's still there now. Uh, I can't remember if we mentioned it here before or not, but it's essentially I used to go there in the early 2000s. I had a lot of friends living out in Barcelona. And Prague. we, well, yeah, that's yeah. kind of an international community. Yeah. As, as I said, I was back there this summer and I bumped into someone in the street while I was out there <laughs> 20 years later. That's good. Of quite a large city. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we, so I would go there quite a bit and I would buy these bottles of carver that were a euro, which is going back 20 years, but still that was that's incredible still, value. Yeah. Lovely. You either get normal or you get pink carver. Yep. And you just buy that takeaway, sit on the beach and drink it. Oh. It was absolutely glorious. Oh, so that's one of the best value things. Nice. 
Um, context again there, just having a nice one on the beach yeah. in the sun. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Uh, when I came out to Romania for your wedding, before we met up with you... This is what came to my mind, yeah. We went to a music festival in Bucharest. Mm-hmm. I just did that bit there whenever I have... Whenever I'm about to say, I have to think Budapest, Budapest Hungary, Bucharest, Romania, yes. and then I say Bucharest. Yes. So I was in Bucharest. There's a music festival on. I went there, and beers were about 60p. Yeah. This was 2006. Yeah. Okay. So um, it's so, incredible. Yeah, it, those were Romania generally is incredibly good value yeah. for beer. Highly yeah. recommend. Still now, I think you don't pay much more than about a pound for a pint. Well, I think even a lot of, I I thought that prices have gone up here. They've gone up everywhere in Europe. Turns out prices have gone up here a lot more than everywhere else in yeah. Europe. Yeah. Um, because when I was in Barcelona in like February this year, we were going to these uh, pincho bars where they have like the mm. a bit of tapas type thing on bread with a skewer throat and you're going out. And we were going in there and we were ordering, me and my friend Asad, we were going around different places. We'd normally order two beers, small beers, two beers and two of these little pincho things each and the bill would come to around five euros. Yeah. Amazing. Two beers and two snacks. Yeah. So that, so I think a lot of places other than here are fairly reasonably priced. Obviously, you get to Scandinavia, Norway, that is, that is mental. Yeah, it's quite crazy. But um, yeah, what about you, Dan? Uh, well, th- that was I was the one that sprung to mind immediately because I think I think I was I was with the rest of the wedding party, um, and I think you were you lot were texting me going, "We're at a music festival, and the beers are only sixty p yeah. each." <laughs> But yeah, I mean, Romania was the one because I I go there quite a lot, and um, it's still it's still very cheap, and the beer is is good. You know, there's a there's a beer I really love there, and I haven't had it on tap yet, but it's in uh, in bottles called Noah, which is a pale ale. N O A H. Yeah, and it's a local beer to uh, Togomoresh in, in Transylvania, where we go, um, and that is so nice. That's just great value because it's. One of the nicest beers I've ever had. I always have to have it when I go. Yeah. If you quite often, like when I was in in Germany, you're away from the center. If you go to a pub there, Mm. the prices are often so reasonable. Yeah. When you get away from touristy places as well. Wonderful. Yeah. Probably Hadley's, probably. Hadley's. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, great question, Max. Yeah. And if anyone um, wants to send in either their most expensive drink they've had or the most refreshing or the best value. Yep. Send it in. Robbie at moonunderpod.com. Yeah. Also, feel free to just answer a completely different question we haven't asked, yes. like Max did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just show, just the, the least respect you have for us. Yeah. The best, the better. <laughs> We're not right, precious. I'm going to ask a question. Yep. Gonna, well, read it. That's not, the, that's not close to what I'm doing. I'm reading a letter yeah. on the notes board. <laughs> Hi, Robbie and Dan. How are you both? Well, I am. Yep, me too. Good. Thanks, Alf. That was it. <laughs> no, what are your thoughts on pubs with stage areas for gigs? Any personal favourites? I love the Victorian Dalston as its stage is hidden behind a bookshelf, which also gives it a great air of a secret hidden spot. The nearby Shackwell Arms is also great at the weekends, where there are no performances and the space doubles as a nightclub. Famously, Moth Club is also great. Have you seen any gigs in these places? And more importantly, what are the best gigs you've seen in pubs? Cheers, Alfie. Mm. Um, I've been to many a pub. Yeah, more of your uh, area. My wheelhouse. Yes. It's a wheelhouse. Um, I don't know, but it is definitely. Is it like something for a water mill or something? That's perhaps? what it feels like. Yeah. If you know what a wheelhouse is, <laughs> yes, it in. On pod. <laughs> um But yeah, I've, I've I've been to Moth Club. Um, I think I've been to Shackwell Arms. I've never been to Victoria in Dalston. I, I left London in, I'm going to say 2015, 2015. 
Um, so, but before then, I, th- I, th- I think, and the time I was regularly going out uh, to gigs and stuff like that, uh, the Barfly in Camden, which used to be called the Monarch, mm-hmm. not to be confused with what then became the Monarch, which became the Monarch <laughs> after the Monarch Barfly. The Barfly. Yeah. yeah. And now I don't think it's called, it's not, well, it's not called Barfly anymore because Barfly's company's deed. Um, but that was, that was a good one. Bull and Gate uh, up in Kentish Town sort of way. Uh, was fabulous. Turned into, I think it turned old gastro puppy though. Um, no longer does music. Uh, I, my feelings on them are great. I like going to, mm. I like seeing gigs in there. Obviously, the Water Rats in London, um, famous for many gigs, but that's like a room out the back and a pub bit in the front sort of thing. So some of these have separate rooms, some have a bit yes, in the pub. That's right. Or maybe a, a bit stage. upstairs or, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I like it. I think, I think pub music scene is fabulous and all for it what about you dan i'm more i guess i was thinking i'm more of a sort of um Pizza express jazz cafe yeah yeah or, you know or com- you know for pubs i'd be more likely to go for a comedy gig than okay. a music gig um so cavendish arms is very good it's got a lovely little theater mm. next to it in stockwell uh canal cafe we used to go there when i was working on al murray's happy hour and he used to do tryouts that on a sunday night in little venice okay near warwick avenue a uh, lovely place, yeah, oh. which is a real sort of fame, uh, got a lot of history, com- comedy history there. That's a lovely little theatre. And the Latchmere in Clapham Junction. Oh, Latchmere is great, yeah. That's a nice, that's a nice uh, Yeah. There's a theatre upstairs, isn't there? Yes. Theatre 503 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something cool. like that, yeah. That's lovely, yeah. Um, and I was thinking, well, you know, who have I seen? And I was thinking, um, I don't know if you heard of this band. Um and it was in Camden, so I don't know if it was one of the ones uh, they were called, like Meerkat Population Explosion. Ah, you know them? Familiar with their work, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a band from the olden days that I was in. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sadly, no more. No but, more. Yeah. Well, um, I feel, I feel, you know, privileged that I saw them in their, yeah. in their heyday. That was Bull and Gate, which we played in. There. I wondered if it was, yeah. if it was there. I couldn't remember yeah. where it was. Okay, yeah. so yeah, so I, I personally love a, um, love a, pub yes, gig, um, and. Yeah, I think you get those different ones where it's the, the stage in the main bar mm. or a separate bit. Yeah. I went to a just, a, <laughs> I remember going to a pub gig when I was about 18 in Kent. And me and my friend Greg went to a pub in Headcorn. Do you know Headcorn in Kent? I know the name. Yeah. It was near Maystone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we saw, a, I think they were called like the Imperial Jazz Band or something. Right. And they got on stage. And they uh, they started off with some jazz standards, and they did. Uh, oh, when the saints go marching in, tune like classic. Yeah, and uh, so he sat at the front, and he so he's singing at the front. I can't remember. I think he was on piano, maybe. And he went, "Oh, when the saints, I've forgotten the words." <laughs> like that. Just forgot the words too. The words, words in the oh, title. When the, oh, when the saints. Yeah. Wow. I mean, there's some songs that I don't know the words to, but I know. I get the title. I, think. Yeah, I don't yeah. sing them on a stage if I don't know the, the words. The first line, yeah. He just, wow. just went blank. Yeah. Okay, well, other, check them, other than that. Check them out on, um, on MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's, what's next from the post, post board? Uh, this is from Franco. Oh. And Franco says, Hi, Robbie and Dan. First off, I'm really loving what you've done with the place. Thank you. Thanks. I gave it a lick of paint last week. I imagine that's what Franco's referring to. Very nice. He said, I was listening to your latest podcast, and when Dan said... We're not a personalised advisory service for pubs. My ears pricked up and thought I could lend a helping hand. 
essentially, and we should just say that that was people were starting to write in and do what we were doing, which was saying, yeah. "I'm going somewhere next week. Yeah, uh, can someone give me some advice on what pubs to go to?" Yeah, yeah. So, so is this is this so he says, helping here? Yeah, he says essentially, I run an Instagram page oh. logging and promoting all the pubs I visit on my travels, with the hope one day I will be a full time paid pub enthusiast. Terrific, yeah. So he sent us some recommendations. So Jack, it was who wrote in who wanted recommendations for Dublin. Yeah, and he said there are three pubs he would recommend for the best Guinness. Oh, now how do you say this? To John Kehoe. Let's go with that. K-E-H-O-E. Right. It feels like I should probably know. It's going to be someone that we should have heard of and I haven't. I'm, I think it's fine. I'm going to be seem very ignorant. Sorry. Best traditional Irish pub, the Long Hall. And apparently that's also Bruce Springsteen's favourite pub in Dublin. So the boss might be there. You never know. All right. For music, uh, he recommends a pub called Whelan's and Nick Cave, Jeff Buckley, Arctic Monkeys, Block Party and the Cribs have all performed there. Presumably at different times. <laughs> what a gig that! What a night that would be! Incredible! What uh, a night! Just a quick fact for you. Yeah. Uh, just Google John Kehoe. I, I think it might be named after the Quebec politician from the 1980s. Probably isn't. <laughs> but that's what came up. So I don't think it's someone so famous that you, okay. you're going to be humiliated. Okay, great. Thank God, goodness for that. Uh, for Dan's Hamburg trip, I suspect I'm a bit late. Sadly, he is. But thank you very much. We can do this in case anyone else is going yep. to Hamburg. You never know if he's a hawk on the email watch. You may see this before he heads home. No, I didn't. Sorry. Uh, best Locals Pub. Doppelschicht. Doppelschicht? Nautical Fun Pub. I wish I'd known about that. Yeah. Holst, was, the Holsten Schwemmi or Schwem. I was going to ask you what was the best nautical fun pub in Hamburg. Over there, <laughs> so, but now I don't need to. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's got, I think, we, I think Saturday would have enjoyed a finding fun a nautical pub. fun pub. What is, what what is a nautical, nautical fun, fun pub? pub? I'm going to... I'm going to look that up in my mind you have a, you carry on reading. You have a quick look. And then the best St. Pauli's <coughs> Ultras pub was the Jolly Roger. We went to uh, Knast, as I said, which was really good, but Jolly Roger sounds great as well. I love St. Pauli. It's such a great club. Yeah. Yeah. I hope Jack and Dan enjoy their pub travels on their respective visits. If you get any more people asking for pub travel recommendations, point them my way as I'm more than happy to help. Cheers, Franco. So he's, so something else that our listeners are now doing is trying to promote their own... That's fine. Interests. I'm, I'm happy given, with that. So I'm happy with this deal because he's, yep. he's promoted something, but he's given us value. Exactly. That's, yeah. That's absolutely fine. Uh, so his Insta, shall I just quickly say, yeah, Franco, yeah, his Insta is at booze underscore house underscore tales. Oh, you don't T-A-L-E-S. want underscores. You don't want underscores in there. But I'm sure if you put in booze house tales into uh, well, Insta, so, it will come up. Well, good luck to you, Franco, but I think that that's a mistake. Is that, a, is that that's one I just of the think first things? I just think, I think it's... I think it makes it difficult. You're not mega underscore Robbie, are you? No, I'm mega Robbie on Instagram. Anyway, um, the Nautical Fun Pub looks like, probably like you imagine actually, just like loads of nautical (laughs) stuff inside. A bit like you're on the inside of a boat. It's quite fun. There's a pool table, darts board. It's very good. But yeah, yeah, that's great from Franco. Thank you, Franco. That's really good. And I do wish we'd have gone to the the Holston Schwemi. Yeah. It looks really nice. If anyone has anything they want to tell us about, Robbie at moonunderpod.com and anything that's been raised in this discussion, please feel free to add your two cents worth, or as we say in the UK, probably two and a bit pence. Yeah. Probably the equivalent of, no, one and a bit pence is probably two cents, isn't it? One and a quarter? Don't know the exchange rate. It'll no. change by the time this goes out anyway. Got me to get Not important. XE.com. Can you just rip the, um, rip the, uh, notice board down from the wall, please, Dan? And, um, 
then stroke it with loving touch. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 